This is a commercial-free update from the Carolina Weather Group. Hurricane Dorian has made a second landfall in the Bahamas with maximum sustained winds of 185 miles an hour, tying it for the all-time record for highest sustained winds by an Atlantic hurricane making landfall. We have updates now from the governors of both North Carolina and South Carolina. We begin with North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. Good afternoon, everyone. As Hurricane Dorian approaches the east coast of the United States, we are hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. I've just finished a video conference with the president, federal officials, and governors of Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. I informed these officials that our state emergency operations center is already at work. And I also talked about how we are preparing. We're coordinating with FEMA, neighboring states, and our local governments so that our first responders are ready to go. We're working to prepare shelters and mass feedings in case of evacuations. Our state and local transportation people, shelter workers, and law enforcement officers are on alert. Our experienced first responders, National Guard, water rescue teams, and other resources are ready to respond. Right now, Hurricane Dorian is fierce. Forecasts show that North Carolina will likely see heavy rain, winds, and flooding. And I urge everyone to take it seriously. The time to prepare is now. Now, while Dorian might weaken as it travels north, we know from experience how dangerous a slow-moving hurricane with heavy rains can be. Remember that the storm's category number matters less than the amount of rain and storm surge that it brings. My message today is this. North Carolina has to take this seriously. Be ready. I've declared a state of emergency for all of North Carolina. The storm might look far away, but it's already kicking up dangerous surf and riptides at our coast. The state of emergency that I've issued means that state and local government can get ready to respond to the storm and, if necessary, seek federal aid. I've also issued two waivers, one so that relief supplies and utility vehicles can move in and through our state, and another so that farmers can get crops out of the fields ahead of the storm and protect livestock. And in communication with farmers, we know that is happening uh, in the past three years, uh, they have had this experience far too often. So they are working now, and uh, these waivers allow them to have heavier trucks moving across to get their crops out. And now is the time to make sure that your family's prepared. Remember, Florence uh, was a Category 1, but it caused days of deadly flooding due to constant rain. With that in mind, we know Dorian is still a few days away, so make sure that you have a well-stocked emergency kit, plenty of water and medicines that you may need to take, and enough food for several days. Figure out where you would go in the event you do have an evacuation order in your area. Have a way to stay informed and receive weather alerts. And you can always go to readync.org for checklists and reminders. 
Now, we don't know yet exactly where this storm will hit North Carolina, if it does at all. But to the people of our state, particularly those who live in southeastern North Carolina that has been battered by two strong hurricanes in less than three years, please know this, we are with you. State and local emergency managers and first responders are watching out for you. I continue to be amazed at the resilience, the dedication, and caring spirit of North Carolinians. And whatever comes, we will be ready. I have Lee Williamson, who is with me as my uh, interpreter for the hearing impaired today, and also have with me Director Mike Sprayberry of Emergency Management. I'm going to turn it over to Mike for a few remarks and then open it to any questions that you might have. Mike. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon. We are currently activated at a level three here at the State Emergency Operations Center, which means that we have emergency management staff along with some partners from our key agencies in the state emergency response team. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., we're going to activate to a to a level one, which means we'll have federal partners and all of our state partners with us here. We are already in close contact and communications with our county partners every day. For the past several days, we've been monitoring Dorian's track closely and coordinating with federal, state, and local governments to make sure all necessary preparations are in place. The track is still uncertain, so I must encourage everybody to remain vigilant. We're having daily calls with the National Hurricane Center, so we have the latest data. And as many of you seen, with each additional forecast run, often the track changes significantly. We have liaison officers from FEMA and the Department of Defense already en route here to the State Emergency Operations Center. We also have an incident management assistance team from FEMA standing by to help us coordinate federal resources that we need. We're preparing for mass sheltering and mass feeding operations. The American Red Cross is sending shelter support packages to North Carolina, and we are working closely with our DHHS partners to provide uh, folks to make sure that our state shelters are well staffed. Our search and rescue resources across the state have been alerted, and our concept of operations will be to leave all of the search and rescue resources that are stationed in the eastern portion of North Carolina right where they are so they can respond locally to missions as they arise. What we'll also do then is the, the search and rescue resources in western North Carolina will be surged into the area of operations that are impacted by Hurricane Dorian. Utilities are also well positioned to work on power restoration once the storm passes since uh, most of them have not gone to Florida as originally planned. And North Carolina DOT has suspended construction projects on major evacuation routes. The State Highway Patrol is also poised to provide support to local jurisdictions for any evacuation operations. Our National Guard are prepared to deploy decisively with soldiers and high water vehicles to impacted counties as well. Everyone is urged to listen to their local officials and media stations so they can maintain situational awareness. Again, Dorian's proven very difficult to forecast, 
and its characteristics have changed many times. Please take the time, as the governor has said, to prepare yourselves now. Thank you very much. Thank you, Governor. If anyone has any questions, we'll be glad to answer them. Yes, sir. During, uh, oh, sorry. During Florence, I think uh, Director Sprayberry said that um, that you were working through some of the lists you had for recovery during Matthew and, and trying to contact people that you know are probably in some damaged homes or something like that. Is there a set? I'm sure there's a big database of folks uh, in need in eastern North Carolina. Are you working through that, doing the same procedure, working through some of that? Director Strayberry, I'll let you take that question. Yes, sir. So we've been coordinating with our counties to make sure that and with FEMA to make sure that folks that are currently in travel trailers and mobile home units are being looked out for. Um, we want to make sure that everybody is aware of what's coming. Uh, we expect to possibly feel the impacts here as early as uh, Wednesday night, so we want to make sure that they're well aware of that possibility and are prepared to evacuate as needed. all done anything to help prepare based on what you learned from Florence absolutely I think with each storm that hits North Carolina we have become more well versed about how to respond to these storms and how to coordinate with our local and federal partners uh, one of the things that I think we did well in Florence better than Matthew is to get temporary assistance to people more quickly and to provide temporary sheltering and housing for people. And our STEP program that helped to provide initial repairs to a lot of homes, I think has been an excellent success. And even though uh, the federal government has stopped the funding for that, we have continued to work with our uh, local volunteer groups to continue helping people with those kinds of preparations. So I think communication, coordination is the key. We rely heavily on our local resources, our county emergency management. We're talking with them right now because they are preparing for potential evacuation. And even if the storm doesn't necessarily get here or hit hard, if they do uh, provide for that local evacuation, we have to be ready for people in going different places and be ready with sheltering because people may be leaving their homes and have nowhere else to go. So we have to be ready even before the storm gets here. And I think that uh, we are on ready and our, our first responders will be ready to go as always. Do you think the holiday weekend is a help or a hindrance with what needs to be done? Well, our emergency responders, our highway patrol, our National Guard, they're always ready, regardless of what time it is. I'm glad that uh, we're through this weekend so that didn't really affect the tourism season at our coast. And, you know, we've tried to, to make sure in our messaging to people that there is nothing imminent, but in the next few days, we may see a very serious storm. So what we have to do is just to make sure people are making preparations and that we're all ready to go because this thing could plow right through North Carolina. It could be a very dangerous storm. We hope and pray that it heads to the west and doesn't 
hit us at all. That would be fantastic. But right now we are in that, that cone of it looks like we're going to get something. The severity of it we don't know, but we have to be ready for it. Governor, how important is it for people to maybe over-prepare and to, to really take this seriously because of the unpredictability of the storms? You know, you, also, you always have to consider the cost of preparation, which is we do have to be very careful with taxpayer dollars. You have to do it incrementally and make sure that you are prepared so that you don't get caught flat-footed. And I think that's what we're doing is we're being very responsible about how we respond to this. It's pretty easy for people to go ahead and plan your evacuation route Go ahead and make sure you have your emergency kit and the medicines and all of that. These are things that you should do anyway to, to, to make sure that you're ready, and that's good. But, you know, if we don't have our emergency response vehicles and our supplies and all of that positioned and ready to go, uh, then we won't have enough time when the storm gets here. And it's the potential that this storm can speed up moving very slowly at the morning at the time and it may get a lot slower we know how horrible that can be but it looks like it might speed up as it moves toward our state and hopefully by our state so we know that this week as we 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 come into this that we're going to have to get ready and we're ratcheting that up depending on the forecast we're in close contact with the hurricane center and keeping a good eye on this as as all north carolinians should do as well Governor, looking at last year with Hurricane Florence, um, a lot of farmers' crops were wiped out. Or is there anything you could do proactively to help with federal aid, looking at what happened with that and seeing what might happen with this storm? You know, agriculture is one of our most important economic drivers in North Carolina. And not only did the farmers get hit in, with Hurricane Matthew in 2016 and Hurricane Florence last year, but they have had some pretty bad years in between with fierce weather and rain a lot of our farmers are right on the edge right now we we stepped up together in a bipartisan way to get direct help to our farmers who got hit so hard and i'm glad we were able to provide that financial assistance to them but one of the reasons why i issued the emergency declaration so early was because already farmers were telling us they were rushing to get crops out of the field and moving livestock and in order to do that they have to have heavier trucks than are allowed by law right now so I, I got that input from them and talked to the commissioner of agriculture and we went ahead and issued that order so that they could go ahead and begin that process and we know that farmers are working through this weekend uh, to try and get what they can out of the field because they know how devastating these storms can be to their bottom lines so we're we're hoping that we have given them some time with this emergency order and the declaration the waivers that i've issued governor what do you say to the people who uh, are still battered and recovering from hurricane florence that happened not even a year ago it's really unimaginable uh, if you're living in southeastern north carolina and you've been hit hard with two severe hurricanes in less than three years uh, it, it, it it's devastating to think about another hurricane coming on top of that a number of people got their homes uh, repaired in matthew got hit again by florence 
some of them have just finished those repairs from Florence and here uh, it, another storm is coming. There are other people who are still in the process of recovery from these storms. So what we need to tell them is this, your safety matters number one and we're going to have our emergency responders and we know the locals will be ready to keep them safe and it's unfortunate that they already know things that they need to do to make sure that they're kept safe. We're all going to hope and pray that this storm turns out to the west and doesn't hit us this time. But whatever comes, I know North Carolinians are resilient. Uh, we will be ready to move in and help them quickly. And we're going to continue as a state to recover not only stronger but smarter. Already we've been working on resiliency plans for North Carolina and making sure that we understand that this is a new normal and that storms are stronger and more fierce than they have ever been, that uh, we need to be ready uh, for, for these kinds of storms in the future. Uh, both Hurricane Matthew and Florence caused so-called 500-year floods. Well, we know that these aren't 500-year floods anymore, and so we have to be ready for that. And already our new North Carolina Office of Recovery and Resiliency is working on all of these issues now comprehensively and we'll be ready for this storm if in fact it does come. All right. Oh, yep. Sure. Uh, are you going to um, open up or, or potentially open up if necessary, use the same strategy of having some big mega shelters maybe up here in the triangle or just out of the action somewhere? Yes, that's one of the experiences that we had with Florence that we had so many evacuations on the course, on the on the coast, uh, and some in inland, billions of people actually were, were evacuated. I'm sure over a million, not millions, but hundreds of thousands of people certainly moved. So we needed uh, bigger, more comprehensive shelters, and already discussions are going on right now in the event that we have to do that. We hope we don't, but we want to be ready in the event that we do. Mike, I don't know, you might have an update on that. You and I talked about that this morning. Okay, okay. Governor, is it possible to get any names of farmers who may be bringing in crops? You know, uh, we, can, we can ask. We can certainly, probably Commissioner of Agriculture might be the best person to do that because I taught, uh, we, we messaged back and forth the other, yesterday or day before, and he already was hearing from and talking with farmers. So I, I know there are probably a lot of them out there. May not even have time to talk to you. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly see if we can get you some names. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you very much. We'll let you know. We don't know if we'll do anything tomorrow or not, but we'll, we'll let you know if, if there's some additional information that you need to know. We, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow, but we'll, we'll let you know. Thank you very much. From North Carolina to South Carolina, here is South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster. We know as it's up at about 185 miles an hour, we do not know when it will arrive here or what strength it will have when it arrives here. This is Ms. Josie McHerring. This is our fifth year in a row that we've done this. And so we are, Team South Carolina is, is uh, highly activated again. We've already begun, begun the movement of people and material to and equipment to the places where it needs to be. And whatever happens, we'll be ready and we will certainly and keep you informed of what is 
what is happening. Hurricane Dorian, as I said, is now Category 5. That's 185 miles an hour. <clears throat> I issued a state of emergency declaration yesterday. That state of emergency declaration allows state and local emergency management officials to begin staging resources and assets along the coast in preparation of the hurricane. Also, I spoke with President Trump by video conference to, today, just a few minutes ago, along with other governors and his entire team about the preparations in South Carolina. And of course, he offered all any and all federal assistance that we may need. I've asked the president for a federal emergency declaration that will allow for direct federal resources to be accessed by Team South Carolina to assist in hurricane preparation efforts. We expect that declaration to be granted very soon. We've already made the declaration, which allows our agencies to be reimbursed with federal funds. We did that earlier during the week. <clears throat> the State Law Enforcement National Guard and the first responders have been fully mobilized. South Carolina Department of Transportation has increased the number of their motorist assistant trucks on I-95 and I-26. All the South Carolina welcome centers and rest areas are open and staffed 24 hours a day. DHEC has alerted all private dam owners to prepare for notification to lower water levels in advance of significant amounts of rainfall. Department of Social Services is preparing to open their shelters across the state if and as needed. And of course, as always, we will continue to monitor the storm. Again, we're monitoring 24 hours a day, not only from this place, but around the state. 24 hours a day, we're monitoring the storm and we'll make further announcements as the time comes to make those announcements. Do you have any questions? Governor, when you said uh, resources have been activated and mobilized, well, can you elaborate on that? Is that National Guard troops moving to staging areas? It is indeed. General McCarty, please. Yes, uh, yes, the, uh, the National Guard, based upon the governor's executive order, has been mobilized. We have approximately 1,000 soldiers and airmen now that are being uh, brought up. They will initially report to their units, and then we will move them on to their staging areas to be in a position to support uh, directions given by the governor in response to the storm. Also, Director Christy Hall. Thank you, Governor. Yes, ma'am. So we have uh, 2,000 of our uh, employees uh, readying for uh, and pre preparing for uh, what may be coming our way. Uh, as the governor mentioned, we have increased our presence along our uh, vital routes in the state to make sure that we're able to keep traffic flowing. And at this point in time, all traffic is moving well around and through the state. Director Leroy Smith, please. Thank you, Governor. Uh, Department of Public Safety uh, coordinating ESF 16, we have 2,785 law enforcement and uh, National Guard personnel assigned to uh, ESF 16 for uh, traffic management uh, uh, efforts. Uh, with regard to I-95, we have uh, increased our staffing on the I-95 corridor from the Georgia state line to the North Carolina state line to keep the traffic flowing. So far, uh, things are operating very uh, smoothly. Thank you, Governor. Thank you very much. And there is more, but let's have John Quarello to give us the weather report, please. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon. As the uh, Governor had mentioned, Dorian is currently a Category 5 hurricane with wind speeds of 185 miles per hour um, over the northwestern Bahamas. And in fact, it makes it the strongest hurricane in modern records for the northwestern Bahamas. 
Uh, Dorian is expected to slowly near the east coast of Florida Monday night into Tuesday before starting to turn northward and increase in forward speed. The latest uh, forecast from the National Hurricane Center indicates that Dorian will track just off the South Carolina coast late Wednesday and Thursday, likely still as a powerful hurricane. It's important to remember that this track can change over the next couple of days, and only a small change in the track will have large implications on the potential impacts here in South Carolina. So at this point, everyone <coughs> should be preparing now for potentially significant impacts along the coast Wednesday and Thursday. Thank you. That does it for this update from the Carolina Weather Group. Stay subscribed here on our podcast feed to continue to receive updates throughout the storm. You can subscribe and listen to the podcast even when internet or electricity is limited. You can rely on your phone to pull in these audio-only updates. Meanwhile, we will have updates for you on our social media platforms as well. That does it for this update. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. This is the Carolina Weather Group.